Out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 211. We are at podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Mass. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Mako-chan. So how is everybody tonight? Eh. Sleepy. I had a Red Bull. Oh dear God. Ew. I got one of the special edition flavored ones. I got the tropical one. It was pretty tasty. I'm sorry. And then I had two cups of coffee right after that. So you won't be sleeping at all in the next 24 hours. Mm, trust me, I'll be dead to the world by three. <laughs> Y'all keep forgetting. Caffeine is not my nemesis. It, it just works alongside with me. Yeah, well... Um, yeah. Well, if I ha- if I left my door open for a decent wind coming through here, I probably would be drinking another cup of coffee because it does get a little bit chilly later in the evening. Mm-hmm. It's April. It's not supposed to be cold anymore. Yeah, but that's slightly different when you're living in a, in a basement apartment, so, you know. Mm. We are live week of April 14, 2015 on the VOG Network. Tuesdays at 9.30pm with replays Thursdays at 1. Check out an interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com Chat clients such as Merc, XChat, Chatzilla can use irc.gamesearch.net The chat room is VOG. Or you can head on over to um, animejamsession.com slash VOG Network. Hold on. <coughs> mm. Excuse me, something went down the wrong, wrong throat. Something. Um, AnimeJamSession.com slash Fog Network. Wait, hold on. Wow, that was really odd. Mm. Feeling better there? A little bit. Something just kind of tickled up and tried to close up my throat. Mm. Mm. This happened like, wait, I think this happened like a couple months ago. (sighs) Much better. I believe I have my voice back, more or less. Mm. As I was saying, you can go to animejamsession.com slash network. click on the link, whatever your default chat client is, or bring it right into the chat room. Swing by vognetwork.com, check out our forums, check-ins are live, so I think we're good to go and we're covered. Um, and if we're looking in the chat room at Live.vognetwork.com. Rage says he wishes he wasn't a diabetic or otherwise he'd go for a beer right about now. Deadpool28 is reporting in from his local neighborhood, Deadpool. Fair enough. Sarah Ackerman is getting ready for Con 128 days until the convention. And. Serenity4188 is pretty much telling the chat room how talented she is. And by talented, I'm talking Makoto Kino. <laughs> yeah. Let's go ahead and get the party started, shall we? Okay. Ari, how was your week and how was your day? Well, something tells me I don't think my week was nearly as exciting or interesting as yours. Hmm. I have uh, no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> 
Well, mostly mine was related to work stuff, and uh, and this this past Saturday was International Tabletop Gaze Day, so uh, the, the tabletop gaming gaming day. Mm. I'll get it eventually. So, a friend of mine had a gaming uh, with uh, all all different uh, board and tabletop games. Okay. Interesting because you know, like it had a whole big stack of them, but since but since that one episode of Will Wheaton's Tabletop, when uh, they played it, he's become a huge fan of the game Dead of Winter. Oh, okay, cool. Unfortunately, it's one of those fiendishly difficult games that ultimate that frequently makes the, all the players lose. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure we're at the point where we're just playing it so we could say we actually beat it. And uh, after that was Cards Against Humanity. And I had some of the best question cards of the night. <laughs> and apparently one of the newer cards, one of the newer expansions is if you could, like, how would you describe me, the card zard, in a, using a single card in your hand? Mm-hmm. Well, well num number one, everyone was laughing at the potential on that one. And someone played this card about me having a very specific expertise in a field that no one's interested in. I'm, hey, we're all laughing about it, and I just look at it, and I'm like, I don't know. I, I, my feelings are kind of hurt after seeing this. <laughs> <laughs> then again, I also play, they posted pictures of some of the uh, really interesting ones on my personal Facebook page. Oh, okay. I'm not sure if either of you have seen them. Um, I don't think I have, but you should um, link it to me later so I can take a look. Okay. So yeah, that's how shit went for me. That seems like it would be interesting to have somebody have that card and have them also have the uh, the holiday expansion with their <laughs> name on it. Mm -hmm. So you can just drop their name down. Well, let me put it this way. When I played that card, I got three windmill slams. And there were five other players in the game. Very well. So yeah, that's how things went for me. Okay. Mako-chan, how was your week and how was your day? Um, my week has been interesting. You don't say! Yeah, so, so, um, Wednesday after, uh, the show, um, the next day, all of that, finalized everything for the trip to Denver. So, yay, Denver is go. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, it was, you know, just a regular boring week. And then yesterday... What happened um, yesterday? Yeah, what happened yesterday? I, I don't um, know. I'm, I'm asking you. What do you mean, what happened yesterday? I don't know. You saying something happened yesterday. Yeah, yesterday, my asshole of a best friend... <laughs> who is, uh, you know, trying to play cute and coy now. Um, yeah, so he'll explain that more during his day. But, yeah, uh, suffice to say that I now have a video of Polly Perrette, who plays Abby on NCIS, um, basically saying hello to me and telling me that I'm cute and adorable. Now, why on earth would anyone want to tell you that? Wait, wait hmm. I guess people got to get paid. Because She's some people, because reaching. some people are actually nice and tell the fucking truth. Heart. Mm-hmm. 
heart. She's about two seconds away from reaching in and we're monitoring and strangling you. I can't do that because he still has my book that is signed because he, he was nice enough to, you know, get a book signed for me. Um, a cookbook, a, a recipe book at that. But yeah, so I, I can't really go off on him because then I won't get that book. At least until after I get that book. Then I can go off on him again. Yeah, um, about the book. What? I left it at the store. Bullshit. Not sitting in his house. Mm-hmm. Well, if it ain't sitting in your house, you probably mailed it off. If you think I did... With well, this... if it ain't sitting in your house, it better have been mailed off. Goose is oh, but whatever. All right. Uh huh. Uh huh. All right. So my weekend day was kind of interesting. I mean, I get a call Sunday morning from the agency I'm working with with this recent job, and evidently they don't like me. So I've been employed for a total of two weeks. If you were if you were the protagonist of a video game, you'd be the star of a first-person shooter. Pretty much, this would be Postal Three. Oh no, there is a no, Postal no, no, Three. I'm saying that's the kind of backstory that someone would have. You'd like get employed for like only a little bit of time, and then all sh like all shit goes south, you know, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, if it wasn't for the fact I actually had stuff in my desk, I wouldn't even bother to like showing up to turn in my badge and phone. I would have just dropped the the badge through the shredder and just mailed them back the phone like, hey, I'm not wasting $6 traveling for this shit, but, you know. Evidently, they didn't like me. I'll find out later what the problem was, because, hey, I did what I was supposed to do, so I, I really don't know. It's just, I don't know. There are times that I don't like you either. There are times I don't like any of y'all. <laughs> Please. Wasn't for affirmative action. I don't think y'all will even be here. <laughs> That's nice. I know. Mm -hmm. Keep at it. I, I I do keep at it on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's pretty much been my weekend day. Yep. Pretty much. So, that was an interesting weekend day. Yeah. We got through that very quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? I like messing with you, Mako-chan. You, you know this, right? Yeah, you need to, you know, seriously just go away now. Well, <laughs> I guess I don't have to tell them about, the, about what happened yesterday, then if you want me to go away. You're a dick. <laughs> Heart, you are a, a, a very nasty dick. Yes, I know. But um, flattery will get you nowhere with me. Anywho, so what happened was a couple of weeks back there was a notice I seen on Facebook about um, Polly Perrette. For those who don't know, is the actress who plays Abby Shudo on NCIS. And Mako Chan here is a big fan of hers. 
if you by, by notice he means that I said, "Hey, Ranma, look, look, look who's gonna be in New York City signing a book." Is that is that what you mean by notice? Yes, and my <laughs> response was free shrugs. But as the time got closer and I realized, well, I will be working in the city, so I figured yeah, I could swing by and pull this off. But since I no longer have to work, there was no excuse for me not to. So, packed up the camera, the big camera I call Rant Hibiki, packed her up, met up with a friend, and we went. I, re- I went down, bought the, the book first. And I figured, you know, just in case, you know, I don't want them to run out of uh, wristbands. And it seems that there was supposed to be a talk and an and a signing. I'm like, oh, this is going to be cool. But um, what I ended up doing was, on the way there, I was plotting with Mako-chan about finding a picture of her as Abby Shudo. So I figured, you know, I think Paulie w- w- would like it. I think that would be pretty cool. So after nearly exploding at the old Staples location I used to work at because the people there are fucking idiots, I just wanted them, I just wanted to go in, email them a picture to print. They don't do that anymore. They disabled the email for attachments. So I had to send it through their system and print it. Okay, fine. I tried it twice. It came out as an eight and a half, no, eleven by seventeen picture. So I speak to the manager on deck, explaining the situation because I'm like, this is something that's very last minute. It's just one picture that I know you, you they could just slide in and print and get it done. I should know. I used to work for this damned company. Was it that same store? Yeah, this is the store I used to oh, work that's, at. That's right. That's yeah. right. So I spoke to their supervisor, and she pretty much, pretty much, in the nicest way, gave me the middle finger, saying there's nothing they could do. So instead of throwing SOP in their face, I just decided to walk out. Met up with my friend. We walked over to the one on 34th Street. I explained the situation to the man, to the department, to the supervisor, and they were able to do it for me, and I was greatly appreciative of it. So at that point, we were like, you know what? We should head up to Donabelle's Bake Shop and just see, you know, try some of the pastries and then head down. But time was starting to cut a little close, so we decided to just go straight down there. And right after I said we were going to, Polly Perrette posts um, from the face from their Facebook page that she's there. And I'm just like, well, let's just go, you know, why not? So we make our way down there. And I get on the line, and then the, and then I get the book signed by her and her two friends, who are the co-owners of the bake shop. Mm-hmm. And as as they're signing it, I explain to Paulie that Mako-chan here is like her biggest fan and loves everything that she does inside and out. And I presented her with a picture of Mako-chan cosplaying Abby Shudo from Zenkai Con 2014. Yeah, I, I thought you were just going to show her. No. She's actually really big into 
you know, the cosplayers and stuff like that. Mm. So I just thought you were going to show it to her. I did not realize that you were going to print the shit out and give it to her. <laughs> <laughs> you were probably, I think at that point in the video, you were shitting bricks, weren't you? I was. I had just pulled up because I had to go grocery shopping before that. I had just pulled up to the house mm -hmm. and all of a sudden it, you know, my phone dings and it's, you know, oh, so-and-so has, you know, posted a video. I'm like, oh my God, a video? Really? So there I was and I turned it on. I'm like, oh my God, 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 oh my God. And if you notice in the video, she was going to sign the, the picture. Yeah, she was going to sign the picture. Yeah, and I said, no, that's for you. That's a, She wants you to have that. And How she, am I supposed to say, oh, yeah, she wants you to have it, when I had no idea she was, you were giving it to her? <laughs> well, he was I was just guessing at this point. Yeah, I, I was yeah. a little tongue-tied, especially at the end of the video, so... Oh, yeah. I, I noticed that you were a little tongue-tied with that one. Yeah. Because, I mean, I might be a fan of Polly Perrette, but uh, Ron Mahir is a, an Abby Shudo fangirl. Fanboy. Fanboy. Like, big time. Don't misgender me, you cis-scum bastard. Why? You misgendered yourself <laughs> yesterday. It was an accident. <laughs> It's a saying that I was the McGee to your Abby. Yeah, uh-huh, sure, uh-huh. Well, I'm... <sighs> yes, I know. Yeah, here, now, now, here's the interesting part. Now, after all of that, I'm packing up the camera. I hear, hey, best friend, and I turn around. Yeah, I left the damn cookbook on the table. Dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, Dumbass. <laughs> Yeah, she's like, don't forget the book. So now, now the book is actually sitting on my shelf with my anime DVDs. So, <sighs> see, you guys had a much more interesting week than I did. And as Deadpool twenty eight says, "Ha, ah, she got you good. Really got you." I wasn't even there yesterday, and I had an amazing day yesterday. <laughs> uh, it's like every couple of hours I was getting, you know, updates. All of a sudden I'm getting a picture of the book, and then all of a sudden I'm getting, you know... The oh, picture you know, of the I'm two talking... of us together. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, I'm talking to Polly Perrette, and she says blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay. And then all of a sudden it's, you know, a picture of you and her. And then all of a sudden you're sending me a picture of the of the signatures. Mm -hmm. And then later on I'm getting the video. I'm like, this is the best day ever. And I didn't have to do anything but go to work. <laughs> and you do realize if you didn't have to work, you would have been there. Oh my god, I so would have. <laughs> and you would have shown up as Abby Shudo. I totally would. I would have walked around the city dressed as Abby and, you know, it was nice enough that I could have worn my coat, the, the lab coat, and not having, you know, to put anything else over it. I would have rocked that shit. Mm-hmm. She probably would have gotten up off the, from the stage and, like, and just posed with you. That would have been awesome. That would have been awesome. Mm. I would have loved that. Mm. <sighs> All right. Let's go ahead take our first break because I feel another cup of coffee coming on so oh dear god what what can I say I like coffee coffee is good coffee is god mm -hmm. taste that beautiful nectar mm -hmm. not the worst false idol I've ever heard 
<coughs> well, it's better to coffee than that damn gazebo. <sighs> and if we look in the chat room at live.vognetwork.com, Sarah Ackerman says, when I meet Matt Mercer, I am going to dress up as Sarah Ackerman and go up to him as Levi saying, I'm your daughter. I don't know if he'll think that's awesome or think it's weird. There's only one way to find out. Let us know when that happens, and we'll be back.
Again, um, into tonight's articles, something that popped up last week that I wanted to hold off until this week to talk about. This is something we've kind of discussed a couple of episodes going back, that it is convention season. For some, it doesn't start until January. For some, February or March. It just depends on what conventions you're able to go to on a regular basis. See... Me and Mako, we have staffed various conventions throughout our glorified convention careers. <laughs> and by glorified, I mean chaotic. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just so you know, the, the staffer, sometimes the staffers aren't being mean at you. They're just trying to get from point A to point B, plus they, were not, they didn't get as much sleep as they would have wanted to get. So if you see a staffer walking by with with the um with an with, with an IV full of uh coffee, you'll understand why. Also, it'll probably be you. Mmm, probably. And I'll and I also have a flask with me for obvious reasons. <laughs> so, and throughout the podcast podcasts we've done, we've talked about things you should and should not do at conventions. So our friends over at GoBeyondNow.com put together like a small basic list of 14 things your convention staff want you to know. And these are these things that you have probably have seen in convention books. I think most of you have not seen it in the guidebooks because you're too busy flipping through it to find out the panels and the guests. Mind you, as soon as you open it up, within the first two pages, there's a list of do and do nots. And some yeah, co- but people will thumb right through that. Yeah. And on some and at some conventions, it's it, it's etched on the back of your badge. We're gonna Again, co- the only time people see the back of their badge is when they're writing their name on it. Pretty much. So, we're going to start in the first section of personal care and hygiene. Use deodorant, please, for the love of God, use deodorant. I mean, most conventions, there is a drugstore nearby. Two bucks ain't gonna kill you for some deodorant. If it's between getting that last piece of swag and smelling good for other people, smelling good for other people works a lot better because you can always get that swag. It won't kill you if you don't have it immediately. Right. At least it isn't supposed to. Take a shower every day. There's no excuse for you not to if you're rooming in a hotel room. Even if somebody is sleeping in the in, in the tub. 
They will gladly get out and move their blankets with her just so that you can shower. People sleep in the bathtubs at conventions? Yes, they do. I have never had that problem before. It happened to some friends of mine at PAX East this year. What were they, like nine or ten in the room? Mm, seven or eight, but the rooms are at the West End or, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're Cramped. they're not Yeah, they're not built for uh many more than what the beds actually hold. Mm-hmm. We we got what two, four, six, eight. I think we got nine in there last year. Yes. And that's only because we had two roll away beds. Mm-hmm. And no, because we only had it was only a single room. Yeah. So there was no two, four, six I think there were seven in each room. Yep. Yeah, and trying to squeeze two people on a twin rollaway bed, fun times. Suicide, especially if you've been, especially if you if you've gone to school, if you've gone to college campus and stuff like that. Yeah. Hey, it's doable, mm-hmm. but by the end of the day, all you want to do is go to sleep, and you cannot stretch out. Oh God, don't remind me. And as Sarah Ackerman says, day three of Maturicon, walk in first day, you can smell the pine saw with someone who had mass con stank. God. You know that you need to take a shower when the convention hasn't even started and you are already BOing up the elevators. Mm-hmm. It's like... Because that, that happens this year at Zenkai Con. It's like some people will pack... All right, people. It's okay to pack your stuff in advance. You shouldn't pack for a convention a month in advance. You need to let your clothes breathe. Especially if that suitcase you just unpacked a week prior from a convention. And it's even worse than the elevators because... Hmm? Ari, what did you say? Did we lose him? I don't know. According to Skype, he's still there. But I'm not hearing him. <sighs> Frack. And as Ray J says, in short, if you're at a con, don't go don't go around like you've been swimming in raw well, sewage. Bro, we cannot hear you at all. Seriously, I think somebody... She opened up a table and just sell nothing but soap, deodorant, and other toiletries in the dealer's room. Mm. Sold out day one. <laughs> yep. Ari just got booted from the network. He will be back. Don't worry. We blame Comcast on this. Mm. Well, let's continue because yes. this is a long-ass list. Wear comfortable shoes. Just wear shoes in general. There are... Yeah, if, if your character is barefoot, there's no reason why you can't go around actually with shoes when you're not taking pictures. And there are there are guides online how to make invisible shoes, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. So that's always there. And I understand for various cosplays for the females, like the character may have like this articulated shoe or something like that. And I get that. But if I made are, the mistake of wearing bad shoes before. Mm-hmm. If it's a pain in the ass to wear, you might want to kind of adjust it and just save that special shoe for, like, photo shoots or whatever, you know? 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I... Only the severely anal people will be you know, worrying, worrying about your shoes so much if they're just taking a uh, casual photo of you or they have a, have a foot fetish. And if you're getting it done on a photo shoot, well, they're going to know that you'll need the whole the actual shoes to begin with, so... Mm-hmm. That, and if you're walking around barefoot, you might step your foot on something, and that can cause a problem. Not to yeah, mention, I mean, some of those floors can be kind of dirty. Yeah. Well, if you've got, you know, three, 4,000 people walking around on those floors, those floors are gonna get dirty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're tracking in shit from outside, and then especially if it's a winter convention, they're tracking in salt. You don't really want to be walking around in, you know, rock salt dust. Mm-hmm. That is never fun. Next up, sleep. And not in the video panel rooms, please. No, no don't do that. I've seen stories. I remember Just the convention. The, I have seen, I have, there was a time I was in the video room watching something. Dude got up, went to the corner of the room, took a piss, and went back to sleep. What? Yeah, wow. he thought he was in his, yeah. I'm sorry, but if, if you do that and you are that fucking drunk, Get the go fuck the fuck the home. Con. No, seriously, it's mm-hmm. not just, you know, convention. Go the fuck home. If you're going to screw up the convention that much because you're going to get that wasted that you don't even realize you're in your room, mm-hmm. go the fuck home. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I understand people want to stay up late for certain panels and events. Well, if you have a break in between those, go to your room, take a quick nap, and come back. You're not going to miss anything. I do that quite frequently. Yeah. I enjoy my sleep. And at a convention, that sleep doesn't always necessarily come at night. So even if I, you know, even if I don't get a nap, I will go and I will lay in bed and relax and, you know, recharge that way. Yeah. Eat regular meals. Okay. Here's, this is my thing. I understand that I'm one of those where I like to be at the con 24-7-365. Ari will verify. Getting me to leave the convention for a group dinner is like pulling teeth. It's just a matter of time. He's going to suggest a dinner, and I'm going to say, sure, I'll be there. Next thing you know, he's going to grab me from the back of my neck and drag me screaming out of the convention for, for a meal. I don't know. That could look kind of racist. <clears throat> well, it depends on who we're cosplaying. <laughs> Boy, you're going to eat now. <laughs> yes, Mom. <laughs> but, yeah. Look, he, this is my thing. I feel if you have at least one solid meal in you every day, you're fine. What I like to do is I like to go around the convention, have a thing of, have a container of bottled water or water with one of those energy drinks in it, you know. Like, like those instant drink mixes, that, and some granola bars. Because between you and me, I am not trying to eat a $5 burger when I can use that $5 towards a better meal if I, if I walk a block outside the convention. Yeah, the, the little restaurants they have mm-hmm. in the convention center, are, they border on extortion. <laughs> yeah. Which is why I try and bring my own damn food with yeah. me. Yeah. And if you're smart like Mako-chan, you'll bring a meal for the whole class. Although, I brought frickin' food to Zenkai-Con, and nobody ate it. And I'm sorry about that. To be fair, that. there was no microwave to heat it up. Yeah, I think that's what kind of killed it. The fact that there was, like, a communal microwave. 
downstairs. Well, I wouldn't have minded the communal microwave if the damn elevators freaking worked. Yeah. So, so here's the thing, people. If the, if your hotel room has a fridge and a microwave, there's no excuse not to have a meal. You don't even have to go out. There's probably a Walmart. I guarantee you there's a, at least one Walmart within the, the radius of the convention. Go there with $5. You'll have enough food to last you to three, for three days. Or like I do, before you leave, I make up, you know, half pan of big ziti or lasagna or something like that. It's cheap. It may cost me ten bucks before I go, but I can shit. Th- I can put that shit in the freezer, so I can, you know, pay. For- I-, I can do that, you know, months in advance. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, during the convention, take it out of the freezer a couple of days beforehand and bring it with me, because a half pan of those will fit into a mini fridge. I'm sorry, you might have to take some of the booze out. Yep. Oh no! What a nightmare. That's what ice is for, motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Be prepared for the weather. That means during the summertime, put on some extra sunblock, you know? If it's springish, you know, a little cool, have a jacket with you, you know? The weather might turn to shit in an instant, especially in uh, March or April. Have an umbrella, you never know. Because trust me, this has been at least three wet anime necks that that we have survived. Oh, God. Frickin' Zenkaicon, it snowed. Yeah, waking up to see snow and then just me just just straight up cursing like a machine gun, you know? Seeing the steam spew out of my ears at the side of it. Yeah. Alright, next section. Lost and found. It can and will happen to you. Yes. What happened to me? A few years ago, I lost my camera at Otakon. Somebody else found it. So... And they were actually nice enough to return it. Nope. Or turn it in. Nope. No? I never... That camera never turned itself in. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. You only found it because someone posted the pictures online? The pictures... I, I was never able to find the pictures. So, it's all good. I'm not even worried about it. Because I was more concerned about the pictures itself. I'm, my thing is this. If you want to steal my camera on my phone, fine. But let me at least take the memory card out first. So... But I know that will never happen. Just uh. saying. Now, first thing, don't lose your kids. Which should be actually pay attention to what your fucking kids are doing. Yes. It's okay to have your kids have on a leash. Okay. It's okay to have your kids on a leash. If you, I'm all for having kids on leashes. Mine will. At a convention, you best believe they will be on a leash. If they get older, they're too old for a leash... Make sure they do not turn off the GPS on their phone. That way you know where to find them. Hey, be where I can see you. No, but seriously, just know where the hell your kids are. The the convention is not a fucking babysitter. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many times I've been at a convention, whether I'm staffing or not, that some parent has come in because they weren't at the convention at all, trying to find their kids, only to find out that their, you know, young, impressionable 14-year-old daughter is in a room party getting drunk. Whoops. Uh-oh. And again, that's because parents don't pay attention to their fucking kids. The convention is not a babysitter. Don't lose your stuff. Or at least make sure that the staffers can get it back to you. It happens. We may walk out of a room or whatever and realize we may have left something and gone back and realize it's not there. 
and you let a staffer know. Sometimes you might, what might have happened is between panels, staffers come in, reset the rooms, find stuff, and bring it to con ops or to lost and found. Most of the time you'll find it there. One good thing to do is if you know what your items are, it, take pictures of your items so if you have to report that you lost or whatever, you have a picture of what it looks like. And yeah, one uh, thing on this list here says label your portable game system with your phone number. It's all fun and street passes, so you set that DS down and get distracted. I don't know about the phone number aspect, but if that's what you want to do, go ahead and do it. Yeah, I mean, there are going to be, mo- most of the time, you're going to find people that are going to return that shit. Mm-hmm. There are going to be some kids that don't give a shit. Yeah. And here's something very information. If you lose your phone, put a note in there that says contact so-and-so if found. There have been times I have found phones at conventions and could not figure out who it is. What I, this is what I do. I find out who the provider is, take it to that to the local store and be like, this person lost this, can, can you take care of it? They will take care of that right away. If you want to be cool and flip through and see, you can do that, you know. Now, avoid inconveniences to yourself and others. No one wants to be that person. Bring a backup battery for your phone. I'm going to tell you this now. Saturday of a convention. I'm going to tell you this. Phones will die. Not even that. If you're going to meet up with friends at a convention, post on your Facebook to have them to text you. Turn off your mobile data. With so many people running around the convention, sending Facebook messages, posting to social media, and this and that, your battery will might survive three hours. Just use the mobile data when you need to make a picture post or whatever. If you tell people to text you, your phone battery will last you practically the whole day. Because believe it or not, it's a lot easier to get a text as opposed to a message. Mm-hmm. But bringing a backup battery is always a good thing because let's say you got your phone on you, you got your portable console, and you got your tablet. A good phone, a good portable battery that's at least 5,000 microamps will get all three of those powered till for a few hours. A 10,000 amp will power all of that for the whole day. You can just go back to the room and let it charge while you're sleeping. Remember to sleep. Know the weapons policy before you bring your weapon. There have been times people have said they didn't read the weapons policy or they didn't know. Read up on it first. No two conventions have the same weapons policy. No, and there are a couple of different ways to actually get past that. If you're bringing a sword or a staff or something like that and it's you know for your cosplay it is going to be too long. Put something into it that you can break it in half. Either, you know, a hook or a screw or something like that. Because as long as you can break that into two pieces, most conventions will let you get away with it. Mm -hmm. And then you just attach it for pictures and then break it back apart for when you're walking around. 
Most of that stuff is not because they're trying to piss you off. Most of that stuff is so that you don't, you know, accidentally hit somebody or when you're taking a break, you know, you don't have eight feet of staff that you're trying to figure out what the hell to do with. So if you can break some of that stuff down, either, you know, by making it screw or whatever, it makes it a hell of a lot easier for you and it makes it a hell of a lot easier for the convention. Yep. And to go back to the chat room at live.vognetwork.com, Nemesis47 says, bring in Anchor Asher during the con. 40 bucks is a lifesaver. Um, I am a fan of Anchor products. I carry on one of their dual port chargers, and, and I keep it with me. It's great. I have a couple of battery packs, but not by them, but I do recommend Anchor. They make great uh, aftermarket batteries and chargers, so definitely. Alright, next up, this is something that always happens. Know your surroundings before you stop. Instead of walking forward texting, put the phone down and look forward. There have been many times people have walked in and really walked into an impromptu photo shoot left and right. Yeah, you don't want a bunch of angry photographers staring at you because you didn't realize someone was getting their picture taken. Yeah, obviously if you or see... knowing it, the attitudes they would have, they don't care. Ah. Uh, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but obviously if you see a, you know, a camera as in a video camera and somebody is behind that camera and looking at two people that are talking into the camera, mm-hmm. don't step in front of the camera. No. We've had that happen to us a bunch of times. Yes, we mm-hmm. have. And they give us shit because we're like, excuse me, we're kind of filming here. <sighs> Entitlements. Mm-hmm. Most importantly, carrying a free si- free hug sign is solicitation. Personally, I don't think it is, but I do understand that it is a form of solicitation. You're, you're giving something out. Most conventions, you are not allowed to have a free hug sign because in some jurisdictions, it's considered a form of prostitution. That, that and the whole free hugs thing is kind of run its course at this point. Yes. It's not funny anymore. Yeah. That and there are some people out there that go to cons you don't want to give a hug to. Very, very creepy people. Don't leave your patients at home. The bigger the convention is, the more the bigger the problems that may arise. Especially when it comes to standing online and waiting. Instead of bitching and moaning just be patient you will get your turn you'll have to wait longer than normal but you'll get your turn to what you want yeah but that's a bridge too far for some people oh i know and finally remember that the people staffing your convention are human too 99 percent of the staffers you meet are volunteers yep our asses aren't getting paid that one percent are people that got recruited through a friend it's like, you know, getting uh, recruited into boot camp. Mm. <laughs> there are people. Only, would it be with less or more screaming? Yes. Some people have been doing this for years and some have just started. Just understand staffers are not here to bust your balls about what you're doing and not doing. They're there to make sure the convention runs smoothly. That you that things are being safely done. They're there to help you to the best of their possibilities. So, if the staffer is there to help you or something like that, give them a hug. They will greatly appreciate it. 
No, no, I Only won't. if they ask for it. Mm. Or if they yeah. say... And if they get grumpy if you hug them, just give them a bottle of booze. Watch them <laughs> smile just like that. <laughs> Think I'm kidding? No, I believe you. All right. Okay, Ari, go ahead and take the next one. Yeah, I was digging around for this one while uh, looking for interesting things to talk about. Let's see. Awesome. That's right. The first anime, as we know it, was released 70 years ago. Wow. April 12th is a very important date for anime fans to remember because it was on this day in 1945 that the first feature-length Japanese animated film was released to theaters. Written and directed by Mitsuyo Seo, the movie in question was named Momotaru, Umi no Shinpei. Not sure what that translates into, but uh, whatever. Created as a propaganda film for World War II, the 74-minute movie tells the story of a group of animals who complete naval training and go off to support their country in war efforts. After a time skip, Japanese forces are shown creating an airbase on a Pacific island. After it's completed, a plane lands and General Momotaro emerges along with the same animals we first met at the beginning who are now high-ranking officials. In the latter part of the film, a British fort on the island of Celebes is invaded and taken over by the Japanese. England forfeits Celebes and the island surrounding it in exchange for freedom. In the end, children are shown pretending to parachute on an outline of the United States on the ground. Like we said, propaganda. Mm Mm-hmm. After the war was concluded, Seo tried to continue career as an animator and even created another movie called Osama no Shippo in 1949, which was a pro-democracy piece. Sadly, the planned distributor found the movie too politically leftist and refused to distribute it. Seo then left the industry for good and became an illustrator for children's books. After Umi no Shinpei, it was believed that all copies of the film were destroyed by occupying American forces. However, in 1983, a negative of the film was found in a warehouse in Ofuna, and was released on home video in 1984. I would love to see maybe like a DVD release of it. That would be cool. I'm sure it exists somewhere in Japan, but I don't know what the what their issue on a public domain might be. Mm. How, how do you look at it? What is it, like 75 years in this country? Yeah, 75 years, I believe. Uh, let me double check. Yeah, have you seen... Like, I'm post a uh, couple pictures of the... In the, in the in the chat, so mm-hmm. uh, wait, oh, wrong one. It's interesting to see how the uh, art style has evolved since then. Though it's still, I guess, kind of looks realistic. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. It, it's different for every country. I don't know how. Uh, mm-hmm. If it would be considered the public domain in Japan or not. But uh, oh, a search for. Uh, public domain on Wikipedia is uh, it's pretty big and I don't think we have a lot to uh, I won't have enough time to talk about it tonight no, I don't think we do but uh, yeah it sounds really f- I would have loved to have seen this too just to uh, see the history behind it you know mm. alright Mako next one's all you okay so um yeah, they they did a, a talk, a Twitter rant, um, with the creator of Cute High Earth Defense Club, um, trying to figure out if there will be a second season. Basically, um, he said that he'll be happy to stick around for a season, or second season, or third season, fourth season, fifth season, 
but the reality of late night anime makes this a near impossible task. Um, the home sales need to net in at least 1.25 million U.S. dollars to break even. How much? Um, 1.25 million U.S. dollars. Tra- well, translated to U.S. dollars. That means about 6,000 discs sales per volume. Um, the first volume, which was released earlier um, during the week, hit around 7K volumes, meaning it probably won't make a 6,000 average. Mm. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, the whole thing is at least it ended in a way that it doesn't need a second season. Okay. But at the same time, a second season would be awesome for this anime. Seriously, I finished watching it the other day, and if you have not watched this anime, go on to whatever you can and watch it. It is nothing but pure crack. It is tropes of every, you know, magical girl anime that you can think of. I was watching one part of this, and all of a sudden, um, they started talking about um, an anime and a, uh, a voice actor. Mm-hmm. They bleeped out the anime and said the voice actor. And one of them actually commented, and was like, how are you able to say that name? <laughs> um, during another episode, uh, they said... Um, like it, it, there was a mystery about somebody using one of the other guy's toothbrushes and the way that it was going on, one of them said, you know, this is just like a detective Conan episode, but detective Conan was beeped out. It was detective beep, <laughs> but like, like people wouldn't understand what it was. Exactly. But the whole thing is, um, you know how in Japan, the anime, they have that, you know, when they're going to commercial, they've got that screen, that screenshot. Yeah. The bumpers. Yeah. The, bu- the eye catch. Yeah. They used the Detective Conan eye catch for that. <laughs> wow. I was laughing my ass off because it was, you know, the whole door slamming. It was the exact same eye catch. Raising as fuck all. So, I mean, it's not just a parody of Magical Girl stuff. You look through this and it's, you know, it's got different, you know, throwbacks to various anime. It's got, you know, tropes from every Magical Girl uh, episode that you could think of. It it gets very, very cracked out. The ending is, you know, so completely out there that you wouldn't, from, you know, watching it from the beginning, you would not believe that that is the ending that you're going to get. So I definitely recommend it if, you know, you're looking for something just to sit down and crack out on. Mm. And for the record, uh, that amount comes out to about 150 million yen. Maybe through world global sales, perhaps. Who knows? I'm guessing. Well, I mean, it's possible. Look at um, look at Big O. Mm-hmm. It didn't do well. Like the first season didn't do well enough in Japan to get a second season. But as soon as it was brought over to the U.S., they had enough sales to make a second season and enough demand to make that second season. So, I mean, if enough people like this anime and it's brought over here and people actually like it and, you know, buy it and view it and all of that stuff, they may actually make a second season. But again, it ends in such a way that it doesn't need it. It's perfectly fine as just one season, but I would love to see more of this crack. I can I can get with that. Yeah, I I was watching it. I marathoned the entire thing. I was laughing my ass off. 
Fuck. You all right there? Yeah, my cat bit me. I heard something. Huh? I heard something. Yeah, she's being bipolar as fuck. Tail whipping, like, like running around, like, flopping around all over the floor, gnawing at me when I get close, all while purring like a motorboat. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so what's next? Hold on. Um, see if I can... I'm trying to see if I can find this, this, if this is the correct theme or not. Um, Alright. Because if this is not the right one, then I'll have, to, I have a fallback. Let's see if this is it. I think this might be it. I'm going to assume this is it. Momoro Clover Z to get Dragon Ball Z characters for their latest single. If you notice, last time he did this, this was for Sailor Moon Crystal. People got excited. Then they heard them singing. The people grabbed their pitchforks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Momoclo is definitely not a group that I would want to go see live. They are definitely a studio uh, a studio singing group. Mm-hmm. They, were, they are doing the, 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 the title song for the latest uh, Dragon Ball Z movie, Dragon Ball Z Resurrection F, and F as in Frieza. The single F, F this movie. <laughs> I'm still waiting on Dragon Ball AF. Oh wait, never mind. <laughs> and believe it, you can find the 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 spoofed trailer for that online. Seriously. Anyway. Yeah. So the single is called Zeno Chikai, or Oath of Z. The CD will be coming out on April 29th in two versions. First version will come with a Blu-ray with the song's music video, and an additional track called Romantic. Kungara Getu, Tangled Up and Romantic. The CD will also come with the karaoke versions of both songs, which is a given. The jacket of the CD shows the girls dressed similar to Frieza. But if you look at the actual cover of the, of the single itself, they're all dressed like uh, Goku and company. Yeah, it, and they're it, matching it's colors it's like a Super Sentai team. Super Sentai. Yeah, I just said that. Yeah, the the animated cover. That's what will, the do. Yeah, the the, Sorry. the animated cover is what's going to be on just the single CD release. Yes. For the uh for the movie, and they are all in their colors because they all have respective colors and they all have uh, Akira Toriyama's art style to them. Mm-hmm. So when you get the other CD, it is them dressed in. A Frieza-like outfit, and then the back of it is actually those outfits through a um, through the scanner. Scanner. Yeah. Tell you what, their power levels is definitely not over uh, nine thousand. I hope not. No. J- just imagine Vegeta having a coronary if if that was the case. Yeah. But, I mean, I think it's cool that they're all fans of the series, yep. but I'm sick and tired of them getting roles in all of this shit. They had, you know, speaking roles in the first 
um, in the first musical because, oh, my God, they're helping with Sailor Moon. Now they've got speaking roles. All five of them have speaking roles in the film. Wait, they had speaking roles in the musical? Yeah, the oh, first shit. one. Oh, shit. Did not know that. When um, – there's a scene where I think it's Ami is using um, a fortune teller device. Oh, okay. And the character comes up on the big screen. Um, each night that that was done, or each each I should say each show that that was done, it was a different person up on that screen, and the five of them were Momoclo. The very last show had all of them on there. Oh. And if we go into the chat room real quick, there is talk about Dragon Ball AF, which only nineteen eighty four said April Fool. Actually, <laughs> no, no, it stands for After Funimation. Because when it this is right after when right after when Funimation got the rights to Dragon Ball and they were doing the series, a video shot this came up called Dragon Ball AF, and people thought this was the new season. No, it just means after Funimation. But then again, anything's better than what GT was. Uh. And now it's no longer canon. Heyo. All right. Now, next up is something kind of interesting. We'll cover this real quick. Then we're going to move right along here. It's pretty cool knowing who voices your favorite anime, especially in a dub. Because between the three of us on the show, we do have some awesome dub friends. And then it's like when you watch, when you know their regular voice, your mind just clicks, you know. But things are slightly different when it comes to to, to the Japanese aspect. Um, let's see, um, let's see, in, in this one article, they talk about, um, two wildly different characters with this, as the same voice actor, and, you know, as how, as, as sometimes you figure out, this person does both of these voices, wow. Now, um, let's see, I didn't get just to actually translate this, but... Yeah, why the hell isn't this translated? That sucks. Mm. Well, Yuki Kaji does the voice of Aaron Yeager in Attack on Titan, and also does a voice in another in another series as well. I'm trying to figure out what this is real quick. Let me um pull up my quick translator and see if this will work. Um, damn it, wrong. One. Um, does a voice of some cat-looking character. Uh, if you look further down, uh, Aya Hirano, who does the voice of Haruhi Suzumiya, also does the voice of the main protagonist uh, from Parasite, the Parasite itself. That's kind of cool. Also kind of creepy. Cue the AMVs where the Parasite is spewing uh, Haruhi Suzumiya's lines. Mm. Uh, Kensho Ono um, does the voice of the dub Harry Potter. In Japan, um, yeah, this would have been nice if they actually translated this. <sighs> Katono Mitsuishi, we all know as the voice of Usagi Tsukino, does the voice of some crazy mother from another series. That's um, mm. Dore Doraemon. Oh, Doraemon's mother. Mother. I'm, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think yeah. she's the mother in that series. 
Okay. And from the clip, it looks like she's having a coronary. Mm-hmm. Uh, look at this one. Uh, Maya Sakamoto, who's a well-known voice actress, a singer, looks like she does a voice of CL from Black Butler. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, but enough about that. In the second article we talk about here, it's the same thing. Now, it's more like the aspect of this person does this voice. Now, we look at this one. Ikui Utani. Some people know that name, but if you're a big Pokemon fan, you know that's the voice, that's the voice actress for Pikachu. Mm-hmm. Who also does the voice of Tony Tony Chopper from One Piece. Um, let's see. Let's see. We uh, okay. Megumi Han does the voice of Gone Freaks um, for, uh, from Hunter x Hunter, and Maria Ise does the voice of Kilua Zuldik. Interesting. Um, okay. Nozomu Sasaki does the older gentleman does the voice of Yusuke Urameshi from Yu Yu Hakusho. He is also known for doing um other voices as well. Uh let's see he does that. <sighs> Looks like he also does Hiei as well. If not Hiei. Uh no. no, no, that's what I thought. Oh yeah, look at the wrong thing here. That's the second section. Yeah, he also does a voice of Melo from Death Note and Hayate, Hayate from Naruto Shikunen. Cool. Uh, Nobuyuki Hiyama does the voice of Hiei, and Uzu Sanagiyama from Kill the Kill. Uh, Maya Sukukaze. Uh, the voice of Veroni Kenshin. And I think that's pretty cool. Uh, let's see what else do we have here. Um, the sweet little old lady that does all of Goku's incarnations. Yeah, we might as well just skip right to that because that that's kind of that's kind of like the surprising part. This little old lady who who who's like your your, your grandmother, you know, who will serve you tea and bring you know, spoil your grandkids. Does the voice of Gohan, Goku, and Goten. Well, not for nothing, mm-hmm. but a 55-year-old does the voice of Luffy from freaking One Piece. Yes. But here's the thing. Masako Nozawa, who does the voice of Goku, is 77 and still voice acting. Well, duh. You go, Granny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just find it hilarious that all of these women voice not just, you know, little boys, boys but men. But men. Mm-hmm. And number one on here is uh, Junko Takeshi, like, Takeuchi. Yeah, Naruto Uzumaki. I liked her better as Rainbow Mika. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. Gomamon. She's uh, Saba One One Piece. Uh, oh, she... she was red from uh, Pokemon: The Origin. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Well, it's also um, pretty cool. I forget her voice, her voice, the voice actress's name, but the woman who did the voice of Ryoko in the original Japanese, she was also the dub voice for Kevin in, a, in the Home Alone movies. One That's second. pretty cool. Let's see. What'd you say her name was? You mean, I don't remember her name, but she did the voice of uh, Ryoko. And as Ray Jr. says... No. No, Tenchi Muyo. Yeah. And as Ray Jr. says, enough is enough. I'm sick and tired of these motherfucking pikas on this motherfucking chew. Wah, wah, wah. I think at that point, Misty would beat, would beat him senseless with the iron hammer. Yeah, so Ryoko is I Orikasa. Uh, I Orikawa, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yes, I want to leave that. Yes, skip this ad. Uh, oh my god. What? Fuck. What happened? No, I was trying to leave something on Wiki, and it's like, are you sure you want to leave? <laughs> uh, yeah, she's done voices for Yu Yu Hakusho. Uh,. She did voices for. Oh my God, she was Katra. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear God, she was Katra. Uh, she did voice on Saber Marionette J. Okay. Um, she did a voice on Utna. Uh, Soccer Wars. Oh, God, she was Toma Seguichi in Gravitation. <laughs> Are you having a fangirl moment? I am I am amused. It's more amusement than, uh, than fangirl. Oh, okay. But, yeah, I'm just going through all of this. No, she's the mother from Dor- uh, Doramon. Okay. So then I don't know what the... Maybe it's a sister or something. Well, we can always, we can always like, right-click and, like, Google Match, you know. They'll figure yeah. it out. All right. So, anywho, we're going to go ahead and open up the Skype line, because we do want to hear from you tonight, and we're also going to do the open forum topic. The open forum topic is where we ask all of you, the fans, your opinion on a topic or something in the anime, cosplay, um, culture, fandom, you know, something that we can all relate to. And here's this week's open forum topic. Amiibos. Amiibos is the big craze that's been sweeping the nation for months. Yes, there are people who will who will stab for an Amiibo. Wait, did that uh-huh. actually happen? Yeah, this was a few weeks ago. Someone got stabbed over a gold Mario Amiibo. Uh. And now, if you didn't hear, they're actually having an open casting call for who would you like to see as a character in Smash Brothers for DLC. And usually what that means, that character might just get in an amiibo of themselves. So, but what we're asking you, what anime character would you like to see as an amiibo? From Deadpool 28, you know, your local neighborhood Deadpool here. Of course, I will answer these questions to the best of my abilities without cutting someone's head off. Thank you. We, we, we asked that of you. We, we really appreciate that. Amiibos just remind me of Figmas and Nanodroids, but customizable. It would be fun if there were a lot, I'd say, from Gundam, Vocaloid, Final Fantasy, Star Wars. 
But even the main one. But I'd love to see a Darth Vader amiibo. Okay. But why not Vader? He's the baddest thing around besides me, Deadpool. Here, right? Just so you know, if they announced a Deadpool amiibo limited edition, Mako-chan will probably would get one. But she wouldn't wait in the store. She would find out who has one and run them over her car and take it and go. Yeah, probably. See? <laughs> in true Deadpool style. Mm-hmm. Why buy things when you can kill people to get their stuff? Okay, Sarah Ackerman. She's a... Okay, she would like... See, Aaron Mikas... The, everybody from Attack on Titan as Amiibos. Cyan Diva from Blood Plus. Okay. 717 Pokemons. And vocally characters such as Miku, Luka, the twins, Rin and Len. And maybe Kaido. That, that would be cool. From a uh, listener fan, Deidre. She'd like to see Char from Mobile Suit Gundam as an amiibo. Zig Zeon! Zig Zeon! To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on VogNetwork.com, use the passphrase AFTERSHAVE. Onsen Mark. Ryuko and Satsuki from Kill la Kill, maybe Utena Tenjo from Revolution Girl Utena. Okay. Uh, Serenity1488 says she wouldn't say anime characters per se, sort of Sailor Moon and the Senshi. But characters from 7, 8, and 9, and others, and from The World Ends With You. I don't know about 8, you know, you you really don't want the red-headed stepchild mucking shit up. Hush you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, um, round table. Okay, Ari, who would you like to see as an amiibo? What anime character? You mean besides Ash? You know, the obvious one? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, Sanger from uh, Super Robot Wars. Okay. You know, with the giant Colossus blade, like, propped up on his shoulder like that. Mm. And, uh, and since I kind of want a Project Crosszone kick, um, either, uh, me, like, from uh, Project Crosszone, or, uh, Xiaomu from, uh, Bra- from Namco Cross Capcom. Oh, okay. She's the, uh, fox-looking girl with the, like, the long, like, yellow hair extension. Yeah, I know she's yeah. Because knowing her, she'd probably have a whole, like, collection of them. (laughs) You just see, imagine, like, her, like, laying down with, like, with uh, all of her little amiibos, like, scattered around. I could totally picture her doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, Mako, who would you like to see as an amiibo? The Sailor Senshi. Why am I not surprised? Because, one, it would fit in with the game. True. Or, you know, with a couple of games that are there. They're fighters, they're, you know, you get, you know, Ami in there and she's a puzzler, things like that. So it would fit. Um, I, I mean, other than that, I mean, yeah, I would love to see any of my favorite anime characters because it's, you know, more crap that I can buy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But, you know, fitting into the different game systems-wise, I would have to go with the Sailor Moon characters. Okay. You don't want a Deadpool amiibo? Well, that's not technically anime. I do want a Deadpool amiibo, but that is not technically anime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I think... No one would show the Deadpool amiibo more than Deadpool himself. 
Well, I think we y'all agree to that, right? Mm-mm. Yeah. Well, I think y'all know who my Mebo would be. Ronma. Yes, Ronma Saltome. Which again would, is another one that would fit into some of those games. Hell, Mike. Would, would it be a one with the both virgins on it, or would it be like a collector's edition, like one's male and one's female? Sure, one male, one female. Yeah, definitely. You know, hell, if you look at and when I play Smash Bros. on 3DS, I mean, my customizable me kind of looks like Ronma. It looks like Ronma met uh, Rock Lee, but it's the best I can work with with the colors. <laughs> oh dear God, that's kind of freaky. I have to send. I'm going to take a picture and send it to you. That just sounds creepy. It kind of sort of is. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I mean, honestly, I've played the Ronma fighting games. Putting the Ronma characters, including Ronma, in a Smash Brothers style game, just fits. Too well. God. Alright. And sadly, no calls on the Skype line, so we're gonna go ahead and shut that down. If it'll let me, and good. And we're gonna go ahead and go to one of our most entertaining parts of this show News from Japan. And this week, I'm sensing a theme from Mako-chan. Hey, I just picked what I could find. It just happens that there was a theme in crime in Japan. You are certainly hands-on with this. I try to be a little handsy. (laughs) Oh, you! (laughs) Blah, 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 hand pun segue. Let's go first. I think Mako should take the first one because she's oh, very... Oh, I'm taking the first one? Okay, I'll take the first one. <laughs> um, so I'm going to read it from Gawker, but this is actually on uh, Japan Today as well, mm-hmm. which is where I get my Japanese news. But um, a 40-year-old contract worker was arrested in Tokyo Thursday after police matched his DNA to semen found on an 18-year-old girl's schoolgirl... Uh, on an 18-year-old schoolgirl's skirt while she was riding the Japan Rail Soba Line. The serial jerk-off artist is suspected in around 110 similar incidents on Tokyo trains over the past few years. Uh, Tetsuya Fukada admitted to wiping his fluids on female train passengers about two or three times a month since 2011. He first became a suspect after the incident with a schoolgirl school last December. Uh, the police believe Fukada cut holes in his jacket pockets so he could more discreetly fiddle with his dick on public transit. Mm. Thank you, Gawker, for using such language. Uh, he said, I get excited when in close contact with a woman on a crowded train. He's been charged with vandalism, apparently for damaging the skirt. <laughs> Alright, so... What about the girl's poor psyche? That's that's a little more damage than that, don't you think? No, I, I'm more amused with the fact that he was charged with just vandalism, as, as opposed to public indecency. Don't pull your penis out unless you really need to. Indecent exposure is a class two felony. <laughs> Honestly, if this had happened on the New York subway, that this guy would have had his head smashed into the fucking windows. More or less, 
this and if shit going over the river that asshole would have been would have been tossed off the like you know like wait does some of the trains like going like the underside of the bridges some of them yes yeah that guy would have been got him thrown off that bridge and dumped in the river look if this... and, woman, and the woman the offended woman would have got a standing ovation actually what would have happened is a person would have taken their picture and posted it all over social media uh, of course they would. Well, the yeah. whole thing is, he's probably going to get charged with other things, but they cho- they were able to do something, you know, because you have to have, you know, a lot of proof to be able to arrest somebody for certain things. So, obviously, he caused damage to the skirts, so they were able to charge him on vandalism. Once they get more people and are able to put all of that in, then they'll probably charge him with the sexual harassment or exposure once they get more of those 110 people involved. That way they have all counts of everything when they arrest him. Well, technically, it might not be public indecency. Mm. Because if he's cutting holes in his clothing to be able to maneuver himself, he was probably fully covered. He just probably, you know, had the hole in his jacket so his hand was down his pants without anybody noticing. So it just makes it worse to think about. Yeah. So there probably wasn't public indecency, but, you know, it's definitely sexual harassment it's definitely i guess vandalism which is weird but hey whatever whatever you can find that'll stick i guess stick well you know see mako chan i'm gonna slap you 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 took my line what because i was you, you you took my line okay what you took my line. What? Because I was going to say that evidently the police needed something to stick him with. Really? <laughs> yes, really. I, I, I see we're in a, a little bit of a sticky wicket here. Uh, hang, hang on. I, I, I got But, uh, yeah, I answered Rageinator. He said, uh, Mako-chan, you picked what you could find. Did you find your nose? And I said, no, I picked some wieners. I mean winners. <laughs> That's enough out of you, Ranma. Uh, I think, no, one more, because I think Ari had one. <laughs> uh, no, I played over, I played up, I queued up the losing horns, but uh, you kind of drowned it out. Well, hey, hey, take this opportunity, go for it. Now the moment's passed. I'll, I'll have it on standby just in case you uh, come up with another bad pun. I don't know if I can come up with any more bad puns. At least not just yet. Well, we've got two more stories left. You never know what you'll find in those. You never know what you're going to get. <sighs> okay, Forrest Gump. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so who's taking the next one? I'll take the next one. School principal held over child porn with Filipino girls. I was gonna say something right there, but I won't. 
I had so something to say, but it won't make sense until after, because I've actually read the article, so it won't make sense until everybody knows what the article is about. And then you're going to say it? Well, no, because then it'll be lost. It won't. Just say it, goddammit. No, just read. In In Yokohama, a 64-year-old former junior high school principal has been arrested in Japan on charges of violating the child pornography law in the Philippines. Well, police searched the apartment of Yuhei Takajima and confiscated 150,000 photos involving 12,000 Filipino prostitutes, some of whom were underage. According to the police, on New Year's Day of last year, Takajima filmed himself giving money to a young Filipino girl and then performing sexual acts with her in a hotel. During Takajima's 27 years as a teacher, he traveled to the Philippines 65 times and admitted to regularly paying prostitutes to engage in sexual acts with him. Police said that Takajima had a collection of over 400 albums of photographs as well as video footage. Although Takajima has already received an approximately 30 million yen from his retirement package, the Board of Education has put a halt to any further payments and is moving forward with plans to force him to pay back all the money he has received so far. Ouch. Wow. So did he know the prostitutes were underage when he took the pictures of them or not? I say he did know. I agree, because in a lot of these countries, um, the prostitutes uh, do end up being very young. So I say he definitely knew. Mm. So, uh, last one's mine then, huh? Yeah. A woman slashes her husband for not washing his hands after using the toilet. Well, now he has a reason to wash his hands now. If she didn't cut him the fuck off. Yeah. Police in Tokyo's Oto Ward said Monday they have arrested a 29-year-old woman on suspicion of attempted murder after she slashed her husband because he didn't wash his hands after using the toilet. Wow. According to police, the woman identifies Amy Mamiya got into an argument with her 34-year-old husband in the second-floor apartment around 1 p.m. Sunday, Sanke reported. The woman told police later that she got mad at her husband because he was going to touch their three-year-old son without having washed his hands after using the toilet. She also complained that he left the toilet smelling and her child could not use it in that condition. Police said she threatened her husband with an 18-centimeter long knife, and when he dared her to kill him, she slashed his left cheek. A passerby heard the argument and called police. But... Mamiya told the police that she, her, she and her husband often quarreled about his toilet manners and that she was fed up with it. There's oh. a much better way to go about this than resorting to attempted murder. And this is why you keep incense in the bathroom, because of times like that. Well, you just wash your hands after you shit. Well, that too. That too, yeah. I'm or at just... the very least, a jar candle or a can of Febreze. Mm. Either way, it's a pretty shitty situation. Wait, and I got a chance to use it.
There we go. I'm happy. <sighs> the hell with all of y'all. <laughs> That was quite handy. Mm-hmm. And as Sarah Ackerman says, what? Where's Levy? He would have a bitch fit over how dirty that is. Okay. Uh... And Sarah Ackerman goes, I was expecting the yeah. Uh, no, not this time. I wasn't <laughs> in control. I remember that show. It was funny. Out of control. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go ahead, take our last break, and bring it all back. Okay. Okay. We'll be back.
You know, I, I just realized something. What's hmm. that? I never updated the episode title in Shoutcast. Oops. So it kept saying while we were broadcasting pre-show, when, when music wasn't playing in the background. Oops. Oh, well. Yeah. And silly me, I'm actually doing it now, just like giving the episode title, even though it's too little too late. I guess it's all about the consistency. Mm. Whatever. Well, if you like what you heard, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend and so on and so forth. We are independent bloggers, and we do this for the fun of it. So everything we say is pretty much straightforward. But you know how we do. If you have any questions about the show, just drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that's podcast at animejamsession.com. What's on your mind? We're here to believe you. Check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com. Ari's uh, review of ZenkaiCon 2015 is up. And Hooray! We, and we do have some more uh, reviews coming through online, so stay tuned. If you're unable to access our, our podcast on our site due to various reasons, there are plenty of ways for you to find us. You can find us on Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, Blueberry, Xbox Music, and TuneIn Radio. We are just ask if you listen to us on iTunes or Stitcher, five-star reviews, you know, that, that, that would be nice. But I completely understand if you don't. Check out our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Anime Jam Session TV. Convention videos and, and event videos that we cover, you'll be finding here. Uh, you'll be seeing some more videos going up this week, so be on the eye out for that. If you want to follow us individually on YouTube, you can find me at youtube.com slash djronmess. Ari is at Ari22682. You can find Mako-chan over at Jupe Luna. And that's pretty much the gist of it. See what we like, what videos we will post, and other cool things. Twitter.com slash Anime Jam Session. That's our official Twitter page for the site. Uh, follow us here for updates to our website, Facebook page, conventions that we're going to, and other cool news. If you want to follow us individually on Twitter and see what makes us tick and so forth, you can find me at Twitter.com slash DJRonTheS. Ari's Ari22682. Oh, no, no. Ari's the Ari Man. You can find Mako-chan over at JoeVideo. Facebook.com slash Anime Jam Session. We're rebuilding back up to getting close to 3,000, which is really awesome. And I just want to say to everybody who has liked our page, photos, and everything, thank you. We wouldn't be this far without you guys. So it's every little bit. So we're thoroughly appreciative of what y'all do. So as long as you continue to like the page, articles, and so forth, we'll continue to bring you great content. If you want to follow us individually on Facebook... You can find me at facebook.com slash imdjronmess or that Mess guy. Ari is uh, Ari Rockefeller. You can find Mako-chan over at Makoto Mako-chan Kino. You can't miss her. She is the most popular Mako-chan on Facebook. No, really, I've checked. <laughs> yeah, if you, put, if, you, if you Facebook Mako-chan, there are three others. You have the most amount of likes out of the other three. Woots. As always, we're not the only geek podcast on the Vogue Network, so there are other shows on here I know that's definitely up your alley, so you definitely want to check those out. If you like Star Trek, definitely check out Starboard Power Coupling Podcast Thursdays at 4. If you like um, generic geek talk, but from a different point of view like the UK, check out the Geek Card. It's 12 noon on Thursdays, and it's 
a bunch of UK friends talking geek. Definitely check that out. If you like Doctor Who, pop culture, British programming. Wait, hold on. There we go. Forgot to put the endless loop on that one. There we go. If you like Doctor Who, other British programming, pop culture, book reviews, movie reviews, television reviews, popular television shows and whatnot, there are four different shows on the Vogue Network for you to try your hand at. Critical Myth, British Invaders, Pop Culture, and Understation Live. Four different shows, four different points of views, four times a week. Definitely check them out. Well, except for Critical. They're, they're much more than four times a week. If you like what we do here on Anime Jam Session, you should swing by around 8 o'clock for Panelicious and Ninja Sister for Electric Sisterhood. Two awesome girls from Boston talking what we talk about, but they're from Boston. But we don't hold that against them, so... Definitely check, so definitely check them out. Then enjoy VOG, then the pre-show, and then it's us. What's up? If you like playing online games like World of Warcraft, FF14, you want to check out MMO Wednesdays with uh, Girls Gone Wow at 12 and Horde House at 10. And Horde House is live, so definitely check them out. And then we bring it all back to Sunday with the Bobby Blackwolf Show and Orange Lounge Radio, cornerstone programming of the VOG Network. Two shows about gaming from independent points of view. If you like to hear about what goes on in the industry, like cool gaming news, but you want to hear from an independent point of view and thoughts from, from one fan to another, these are the two shows for you. So definitely check them out starting Sunday at 8. Um, as always, programming notes, we will not be here for on Tuesday, May 26th. Me and Maka will be out for Denver Comic Con and... Pretty much, Ari will be destroying half of Jersey, so it's got to be done. More than half, the path that I don't live in. See? Yeah. So it has to be done because it's Jersey, so. Uh, and I think that's it. Um, go around the room. Last words, Mucko. Um, my mother knows me and knows me so well. She sent me a recipe for, uh... Uh, a barbecue inspired meal and it's basically a baked potato cooked on the grill and then you take out all of the potato and stuff it with cheese and wrap it in bacon and then put it back on the grill didn't I share a recipe like that earlier this week I have no idea but my mother just shared it with me and it looks amazing isn't it a stuffed baked potato wrapped in bacon with macaroni and cheese in the middle no well, that's the one I shared. It looks so good. Yeah, well, macaroni and cheese in potatoes is a little bit too much. Mm. I'll just go with cheese and then sour cream and maybe more cheese and bacon and yummy. Okay, Monterey Jack. <clears throat> well, that's that's possible, too. <laughs> All right. Last words, Ari. Uh, pop figurines have officially jumped the shark because now there's WWE figure- uh, pop figurines. That was just a matter of time. And yes, John Cena is one of the first ones they made. Well, you can't see him, so. <laughs> My last words. Um, Buffalo Wild Wings has a Blue Moon barbecue uh, sauce now, so I went out and got a dozen of them and a salad. I have another six wings waiting for me to enjoy later tonight as I finished watching Daredevil on Netflix and oh my god that show is fucking amazing so yeah that is it end of list we're getting out of here so 
I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I'm Mako-chan. Great fight, great night. See you next week. See you later, everyone. Night. Say goodnight, Mako-chan. Goodnight, Mako-chan. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Jamatane.